Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to A Battle Within. If you're new, we welcome you as well. This is a podcast about our life experiences dealing with post-concussive syndrome, otherwise known as PCS. It is our desire that this platform becomes a way to help create awareness around the invisible injury. We hope sharing our stories and the stories or expertise of the guests we have will help aid in doing just that. I'm Drew Neiman, and I'll be joined by Terry Neiman, my wife, and the inspiration for the podcast in just a short while. If it's your first time here and you're not exactly sure what post-concussive syndrome is, I'd recommend checking out episode number one to get some understanding. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about Terry's backstory, episodes two and three are very good places to start. In today's episode, we're going to be speaking about migraine-type headaches and getting out of bed. For many with PCS, these are everyday significant symptoms and concerns. They tend to lead to the inability to do anything and impede the healing process at times. Terry has had to deal with these concerns for the better part of two and a half years. We are also going to discuss some of the things that Terry did and does to help it along. On another note, before we begin, I want to make sure that you're aware that next week, Terry and I have the opportunity to speak to her doctor and we have a lengthy chat with Dr. Rochester, so be sure to tune in then. Okay, here we go. Well, hello again, everybody. Hi, Terry. Hi, Drew. And hi, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're actually sort of kind of like becoming uh, proficient at this at this particular point, I think. <laughs> you may feel that way. <laughs> well, I do because I always know what the questions are right <laughs> yeah. in the beginning. So. I sit here clenching my hands. Yeah, oh, you don't have to do that. <laughs> but today, yeah. what I wanted to talk to you about was something that we haven't spoken about really up until this point, and I think it's it's important to talk about. And really, it's kind of two things. It's the old, ever popular migraine headaches and getting out of bed, or in your case, the art of getting out of bed because <laughs> it's, a, it's a process, right? Yeah, and I'm sure can it's be. That, yeah, I'm sure it's that the way. That's the way it is with with a lot of folks out there. Are you willing to share your perspectives and strategies and outcomes for the folks listening in? Yes. All right. I just want to talk a little bit about the migraine headaches. They're really also known as post-concussive headaches or post-concussion headaches as well. Tell us about the migraines and how they all came to be and they were an ongoing thing in the beginning and so on and so forth. Tell us a little bit about what that was like for you on a daily basis and how you handled it. Well, in the beginning, if I remember, it was every day. So Which concussion? Uh, third. And what about third. one or two? Yeah, I did deal with them, but I responded better to um, medicine, and and that seemed to handle it. But in my third concussion, I had difficulty taking pharmaceuticals uh, because it created other symptoms. So I was left with supplements, tried supplements. So tell us what it was. Was it daily the the headaches themselves? They were in the beginning. Yeah, daily. I would wake up feeling like I had a swollen head. Uh, I could not move my head or myself. Uh, It was very painful. Felt that. uh, Sometimes I just felt like I wanted to just go away. (laughs) I guess that's the nicest way of putting it. Okay. So in the end, though, when you were dealing with these headaches on a daily basis, how did you go about handling it 
or trying to recover or relieve the pain, go on with life. Because the, the headaches themselves and the pain you were feeling from them with the fibromyalgia type of yeah, the nerve pain. nerve pain that you were experiencing is really probably the two biggest culprits for your depression. I yeah. think they wore you out. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, there were times where, especially if both were going, and yeah. I was feeling like nerve pain even in my head, um, that I couldn't even put my head, lean it on a cushion or a couch. Definitely messed with me. So what was, like, where did I go with it? Yeah, was, so like, how did you handle it? How did you, how did you get to the point where they weren't an ongoing daily thing that you live with for hours and hours each day? Honestly, some of it was time okay. based off of time and healing. And the others were, I just stumbled upon it. And we've talked about this before where I had tried the magnesium and right. the coenzyme Q10, something like that. And uh, Fever Few and some of the others. And they, it did help a little bit, but not enough. So I kept researching because that's what I was doing. I was trying trying very hard to figure out what I could do for myself. And I I almost want to say I kind of stumbled into the essential oils and took the chance, like a leap of faith with it. And went with Young Lemon's essential oils, purchased that kit. I was lucky to be in a great group called Modern Essentials that taught me a lot that I was able to see other people's posts or search things. And I was able to search for like, head tension and other things. They just had to be compliant with their language. So, you know, but you could read between the lines what right, they meant. Right. And I found ways. Like I could take peppermint, push it to the roof of my mouth or try this pan away blend or the M grain blend, which of course I purchased right away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, I was pretty much floored. I would say, and I think you probably were too. I would agree. I would agree. When I think the first time I tried it, I was in a really bad way and I did not expect anything to happen and it helped me. And I was definitely floored with that. And you started building on it too. What do you mean? Well, it helped you initially, which led you to look into it more and what other kind of oils could you partake in. Oh, yeah, for other things. Right, other things and and just your headaches in general, you know, where you learned that certain oils boosted other ones and you started making blends and things Mm -hmm. like that to actually build upon what the peppermint did for you initially. Yeah, but now I realize that the blends are already there and I just go with with Young Living makes them better than me. I mean, I'm not the scientist, so I kind of go with that and... I, but in the beginning, yeah, I played around and made things and I still do make things and they're good. I just think that their blends are better. And what I do make, I make with their oils, but that was very helpful for my emotional health, my, my head tension, my, uh, that nerve type support that I needed to calm myself, to give, just give my body all the support it needed. And then I think I started feeling a lot better and they were coming far and few in between but I was still having some remaining issues and I could still have a headache here and there and yeah but I then went to CBD recently CBD oil and between I guess both kinds I haven't seen a headache in a while yeah I mean from my perspective and just for you folks out there who are listening on the stir concussion Terry literally would kind of sort of be boxed on a chair for a six, eight hour stretch. 
in excruciating pain, and even the, the effort to get up and go to the restroom was a bear for Terry. And I do agree with what you were saying in terms of point number one was time. Oh, you needed time. There was definitely time. Enough time. Where that began to get better, and you tried traditional medications, and they caused other problems for you. Yeah. Not to say that they didn't work, because that was a trade-off for me, right. to be honest with mm-hmm. you, Drew. Like, they did take care of my headache, but I developed other such issues. other problems that I wasn't willing to have the trade-off. Right. That's what, that's what I'm getting at. I remember you distinctly, I guess it was a month period, mm-hmm. where you were kind of soul-searching, like you were off the traditional medications, yeah, and you were bare bones bearing it. You had nothing kind of helping you other than uh, a heating pad. Good times. <laughs> yeah. Right? As you were trying to sort it out, and you were insistent that you weren't going to go back to the traditional pharmaceuticals, right? Very pitbullish. <laughs> yeah. There was a period there for a month where it was hellacious because you had no help other than hot compresses and ice and those types of things, yeah. but nothing that was making a big impact. Lots, you, lots of tears. Yes, <laughs> lots of crying, a lot yeah. of agonizing pain. I'll never forget it for as long as I live. And then you found the oils, and you started seeing results almost immediately. Made it a big impact on you. I started noticing the differences. But I will say this, though, along with the time, the CBD has certainly appeared to have made, done ones for you. I, almost feel like you're kind of sort of back, you know, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Well, I'm having a bad day today, so it's difficult for me to say sort of back today when today's a bad day. But yes. Nine out of ten, I'm talking Yeah, about. yeah. It's, if I looked, I'm a special, I was a special educator, and if I looked at it on a graph mm-hmm. over the course of time, right. I've had the ups and the downs and ups and right. downs, but over the course of time, it has gone up. And I've progressed. And I've, I, I think it was you that actually pointed it out to me, like, have you noticed that? You're, you haven't been really complaining as much, all my different issues. And I said, yeah. And it was, we, I think we pinpointed it to back to the time I started with the CBD. I would agree. Yeah. Totally agree. I think the CBD oil coupled with your essential oils has made an impact on your life. I also yeah, think, they work together very nicely, yeah. I think. I would say also that you're more than two and a half years post your third concussion where two years mm-hmm. ago you were laying in a chair and you couldn't move. Right. But you're a good example of of not giving up, not quitting. The pit bull you talked about earlier, that's Terry's nickname for you folks out there in the <laughs> yeah. family. You can improve even two and a half years later. Would you agree with that? Yes. Uh, though I do think at times maybe this is as good as I'm going to get and then I do see some improvements still so do I think that there will be some lingering remains I think maybe because I am so far out that maybe there is lingering remains but the comforting part of that is I now know how to address it and I can address it without feeling like I'm harming my body that's a good point that's a very good point I would also say that as time progressed, you got pretty good at feeling them, quote unquote, coming on. And kind yeah, of and I know my triggers. At, right, cutting them off at the pass and your triggers. Yes. So explain to us what exactly that means. I know that if I read too long or concentrate too long on something and pushing myself hours into something, then I'm asking for trouble. So I could probably get in a good half hour reading and get away with it. But if I went to 45 minutes, I'm probably looking at uh, having problems either right then and there or having problems 
the next day. So this comes back to the pacing that we've talked about earlier. Yeah. And the same thing with any time I do anything that taxes in particular my vision. So if I take a really long drive, I know that doing too much activity and I get a lot of visual or auditory input like I'm the floating. Like I go to a place that's exciting and I would want to be there. For instance, the upcoming convention that I'm going to, that's going to be something I really want to do, but that's a lot of people, a lot of noise, a lot of movement that's going to tax me. A lot of stimulation. Mm -hmm. And that I know will be a trigger. That would be something that I'll probably have to figure out how to uh, recover. I don't even know how I'm going to do it, but I'll probably have to wait till I get home to really recover. Yeah, but I think you'll be pretty good like now in terms of you know what your triggers are. Yeah. I think you're going to go into it pretty prepared though. Yeah. You know, whether it's hat, glasses, earplugs, uh, pacing yourself, stepping away to a quiet place, so on and so forth. A lot more of those things you have figured out where you know what you need Yeah. You know, to, to, to keep that from coming on. I also think that some other things helped you. What's that? With your headaches. Maybe not quite as much as the essential oils or the CBD oil, but chiropractor. Oh, that was huge. So that was the only thing in the beginning. Well, first of all, uh, no one could get me. I also had back injury and no one could get me out of pain. I wasn't seeing a chiropractor at the time. I was seeing, well, that's not true. I was seeing uh, a chiropractor that kind of emphasized the vision only. He didn't even touch my back. In fact, one time uh, he touched my back and he's like, surprised that I yelped in pain and he wanted to know when that happened. So I wasn't getting that part addressed. Yeah, you couldn't even be touched anyway. And yeah, maybe that was why I wasn't getting that part addressed. But I kept pushing Dr. Rochester. I wanted to go see my own chiropractor. I wanted to see him. And that was the one who had addressed my broken shoulder. I'm going to say within three weeks, he was able to take me out of pain. I think it was pretty quickly take me my back out of pain was that about right yeah that's probably a good estimate yeah yeah so he not only worked on my back he knew that i had uh, neck issues and vision issues and he was working on my neck and i'm telling you that made a huge difference but i had to regularly see him i was going it was three, three times, times a week yeah. yeah three times a week like i regularly see him and he, this is dr pette in lancaster he he's wonderful and then you kind of switched later on with Dr. Green too. Yeah, closer. Yeah. But and uh, yeah, I just think that I will be a regular at chiropractors there. Yeah, it's not uncommon to yeah. you for folks who have post concussive that they they need chiropractor help. I also think the weighted blanket when you got that helped you too because it allowed you to. Get I don't know it. about the migraines though. No, but what I mean by that is it helped you in terms of like I was talking about. There was this one month where you were just absolutely horrible, where you were worn out. At least the weighted blanket made it so you can at least sleep a little bit. So the next day you could fight the pain a little bit harder, I would say. Well, in that aspect, yeah. yes. But not necessarily took the migraines away. I know there's other ways of dealing with migraines. But uh, for me, I think the main ways were what we talked about. The chiropractor, the uh, young lemon essential oils, and the CBD oil. Right. So is there anything else you want to talk about with the migraines and what the experience was for you? Do you have any recommendations? Uh, Well, I heard people had success 
have success with what's that piercing in their ear? Oh yes, yeah, yeah I've heard of that as well. Where, where do they do that? I, I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, there's a cartilage in your ear. I'll put it in the show notes. I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, it's piercing in the ear, right? Exactly. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't do that, but I've I have heard from people right. that they've had success with that. Some other things that I've heard and seen is uh, you got to drink plenty of water. Getting regular sleep is helpful. <laughs> Easier said than done. Eating regular meals and understanding that diet choices also lead to migraines. You know, certain things, uh, sugar-free items, aspartame is one ingredient that can be found in food that can cause migraines. Alcohol, yeah, like alcohol, caffeine, yeah, caffeine, nicotine. These types of things could could cause uh, probably processed foods have a lot yeah, to do with it. Processed too. foods, exactly. Uh, magnesium and omega-3 fatty acids are very important, used to decrease headache frequencies, to name a few. And then obviously managing stress is, is pretty important as well. You know, there are many other options and treatments available for migraines that I think we all know about. Yeah. And that's the case, you know, consult your doctor is really what it comes down to there, right? Can we move on to you getting out of bed in the morning and the <laughs> art of Terry getting out of bed? Why you thought it was an art? It was an art because early on it used to take you. We talked about it, it took you two hours at points, yeah, just to get ready for the day because of everything that you were feeling. <laughs> what do you want to know about that? I'm just curious about it. Some of the processes. What did you do? You remember it being an issue on the first two concussions, getting out of bed in the mornings? Oh, not really. Do you think it was for me no, the first two? The second one for a short period of time it was when you were having your bouts with vertigo. Yeah. There was a period of time. Well, yeah, that's rough. Right. And I had a bad case of vertigo. Right. I mean, like you you actually felt like your head was literally glued to the pillow in the morning. That went on for a couple of weeks. You yeah. You recall that? Yeah. 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 yeah but I, for, so, yes, for that part, yes. Currently, how long does it take you to get ready in the morning? Your migraines are better. Your body pain is better. You feel pretty normal now? Yeah. Most mornings I do. I, I'm slower to get things done. Okay. pace myself differently but yeah i feel like i am kind of proactive i make sure i get all my supplements and my oils and my cbd in me like that is part of my morning routine so that yeah. i can avoid some of what <laughs> all those things you say there was a period of time where i knew like you would lay there for like a half an hour just mustering up the courage to get up when the migraines were really bad and as they started progressively getting better you would actually lay in beds and I would see you actually taking inventory. What's hurting? Is anything hurting? Oh, that feels pretty good. You know, that's not bothering me. This is, oh, okay. So by the time you sat up, kind of had an inventory taken, you knew what you need to do. I mean, you literally paid attention to every, every inch of your body and how you were feeling when you're getting up in the mornings. I still do. I still do that. Right. Lots of times when you ask me, you say, how are you feeling? I think, I go, I go straight through yeah, everything. Yeah. I'm like, hmm, let me see what is good yeah. and what is not. Taking the inventory, right? Yes. And early on, it was a, I remember it being a struggle in terms of you would have your migraines and things of that nature getting up in the morning. And you had to because you had to go see the doctors or the therapists and things like that. Mm-hmm. So if you weren't having a good day, then you would kind of go and get beat up, so to speak. In yeah. Different- past season and like end up getting back home in, in much worse shape uh, than you left in the mornings. Actually, we had to back down on a lot of things. Right. So we had back-to-back OT, PT, yep. speech. That created problems. And then Dr. Rochas 
Dr. Rochester decided to do less because that was becoming problematic for me too. Right. You couldn't function Mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. Do you think the uh, CBD and the essential oils helped you with getting better sleep and making it easier for you to get up in the morning? They definitely support my body systems because I, without them, if I forget my supplements and things like that, I see symptoms creep up. Is there anything else that you want to talk about on this front that I might have missed? I don't think so. I would say the last thing that I would have here is uh, suggestion-wise, and you were pretty good at it, was to leave plenty of time in the morning to get up and get ready. That you did. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it took me hours. You came to understand that and accept that, which I thought was helpful too. So then you weren't spending the time feeling like garbage and then feeling rushed at the same time. Yeah. And you kind of staged the night before. Lay out your clothes, get everything ready, right? <laughs> yeah, Seriously. yeah. And that, that aids in that. So you don't feel as rushed in the morning mm-hmm. and under pressure. You know, frankly, I found these two symptoms myself to be two of the most difficult ones for me as the person on the other side because there wasn't not much I could do to help. Yeah, you, they and they they made me miserable. Right, they're very personal. There's not much you as a caregiver could do other than run and get stuff, right? Or yeah. maybe make a meal and bring it to you, that type of thing. But it was yeah. awesome. Oh, wait, yeah. I forgot something. Yeah. Because for a while there, I was trying Excedrin, I think it was, something. But I got a, I was starting to get rebound headaches from it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. So there were, I mean, I did try so many things. I really did. Right. I What I was talking about was where I was sitting was hard because aside from not having the ability to help other than an to run some, you know, run around and get you stuff. It's pretty tough sitting there watching you suffering the way you are. It's not easy to watch as a caregiver. It really isn't. Is there anything else I could have done to help you with either one of these things that I may have missed? No, you were helpful by helping me or keeping things quiet or letting me rest or doing things for me that I wasn't capable of doing and checking in with me. You really picked up the slack, and that was what I needed because okay. I couldn't do it. So, Terry, that kind of wraps it up for today. Is there anything else you would like to add? Not really. Not really? <laughs> no. Uh, just hang in there because, especially in the beginning, if you're going through it, it's rough. I'm not going to tell you differently. It's rough, but it gets better. So hang in there and keep trying. Try different things that work for you play around. I know I played around with a lot of different choices for me and so what, words, I figured battling. out figure out what works for you. Yeah, so in other words, mm-hmm. keep battling is what yeah. you're saying, right? Kind of like the yes. tagline. Well, before we go, please take a minute to uh, subscribe to the podcast wherever it is that you might tune in. We really would appreciate it. And be sure to share with everyone you feel would benefit. If you'd like to connect with us, we can be found at abattlewithin.com. Show notes and resources are available there. If you're interested in telling your story for an upcoming episode, we'd love to hear that and consider that as well. You can reach us at a battle within backslash contact and let us know there. We're also available on Facebook at a battle within coming episodes. We're going to have some guests coming, one of them, which will include Terry's doctor. Dr. Rochester will be joining us soon. Hopefully he'll be able to provide us some great insight in what it was when he was working with Terry and take some medical terminology and turn it into simple layman's terms for us. Yes, he's very good at that. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes. He really is. An he really is. Yes. 
Absolutely. So until next time, for those recovering, show yourself some grace. For those who know someone recovering, do the same and give them a great deal of love. Say goodbye, Terry. Goodbye, Terry. (laughs) Goodbye, folks. (laughs) Take care, folks. Keep battling.